The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome this Monday morning as we start the week off again together. I appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Glad you're with us. I apologize for the technical difficulties last week. Uh, little things here and there, and I'll just, we'll work better this next couple weeks to keep up with it. But we're glad you're with us today as we start the week off together. Hebrews, I'm sorry, Hebrews, we're already starting off on a bad foot here. Philippians chapter, uh, end of chapter two. Uh, today's lesson or today's section of scripture we're looking at uh, is unique in the aspect. And, and often when you get to the Pauline epistles, smaller sections of scripture, there's a lot to it. You, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, you cover large sections as you're dealing with one story or one account, where in the New Testament often you can get a lot from just a few verses. Uh, today we're going to do that. We're going to do chapter verse 25 to the end. Uh, but really what we're looking at is a story, an account of a certain gentleman, a certain man that uh, had been used of God, used of God, sent by the Church of Philippi to Paul. And Paul was sending him back and some things that took place in there. And again, we see the heart of Paul. We see his desire to, his appreciation for this man, for the church and all of that together. So we're going to look at a little bit of the heart of ministry and a man by the name of Epaphroditus. You don't, he's not overly well known in scripture. He's mentioned here and he's mentioned a little bit later in the book of Philippians. Let's go ahead and look at, see what Paul says about him in chapter 2, verse 25. The Bible says that I suppose it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had heard that because you had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice and that I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such an reputation because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of, or to supply your lack of service toward me. So what he, he comes here and he's talking about a man, Epaphroditus. Now let me give me a little bit of context here and we'll walk through what's being said. Uh, remember when in those days, uh, Paul in the end of Acts was in prison. It was a difference. House arrest, kind of in the palace. Um, the Roman government had not really decided what to do with them. And they were kind of waiting for more important people to make the decision. And so for a period of years, Paul was in house arrest in the palace. He wasn't allowed to leave, but he was allowed to receive um, guests. So uh, we see that while he would have rather been starting churches, God used him to write the Bible at this time. Now, in those times in Roman, and this is different, later in, when Paul came to the end of his life, he was in what's called the maritime prison. And in that prison, it was a horrible condition, uh, basically in the sewer system of the Roman, underneath the streets. But in a situation, uh, generally speaking, when people were in prison, it wasn't necessarily the government's responsibility to take care of them. And, uh, or minister or things like that. So in this situation, whether or not the palace had provided food and stuff for Paul, uh, I don't remember, I'm not sure, but here's what we look at. Um, the church had realized that in Paul's ministry and the things he wanted to do required some level of, of supply. So we do that in our faith promise mission. We give to missionaries, things of that nature. Um, so what happened was the church of Philippi had come together and had sacrificed and had sent 
the financial or material needs necessary to help Paul. And what they'd done is they'd collected it all, they'd given it to this man Epaphroditus, and they'd sent Epaphroditus to come and to give these supplies and needs to the Apostle Paul. In the process of doing this, we don't have a lot of detail, but at least in this passage, in the process of doing this, somehow Epaphroditus had become sick, had become actually what we see here, sick to the point of almost dying. Let's walk through these verses real quick and see what we can learn from it. He says, I know he was struggling with um, the, the, the battle of the church of Philippi. He was going to send Timothy. He goes, I, I find it necessary, verse 25, that I probably should send to you Epaphroditus. Who is he? He's my brother and companion in labor, fellow soldier. So he says, he has been serving with me and encouragement to me in ministry. He goes, but he was your messenger. And he that ministered to my wants. You'd sent things to me, my wants and desires and needs, what I could use, and you sent him. So he was the church's minister, and while he was there, he was a co-labor with Paul. Verse 26, he, Epaphroditus, longed after you all and was full of heaviness because he had heard he, was, he had been sick. He was nervous because the church was struggling because he knew he had been sick, for indeed he was sick. He was almost nigh to death. He almost died, but God had great mercy on him. And not him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Paul said, I was glad that not only God take care of him, he was helpful to me, because if he had died, it would have been overwhelming. And you can see his love for Paul, Paul for Epaphroditus in this point. He says this, verse 28, So I've sent him therefore more, the more carefully, that you may see him again, you may rejoice, and that I may be less sorrowful. This is all is just an encouragement for the church and him and, and the heart of this man, Paul. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such an reputation. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh to death. He did this in a desire to serve the church and to serve me, ultimately to serve Christ. Because he did not, not regarding his own life, to supply your lack of service toward me. So he, he brought in, he came and in just this great sacrifice he came. Now we'll talk later in the book of Philippians, what was the service. Back in, later in Philippians 4, we hear about you know, God supplying the need of the church. And so we'll talk later about the supply that was given um, through Epaphroditus. That's, that's later in the book of Philippians. But in this point, we simply see the heart of a minister. Uh, his heart for the church, his heart for Paul, his heart for God mostly. And he was willing to come and endure great sacrifice, in this case almost died. And he's really Epaphroditus, he was fine with it because the goal was to not just to help Paul or to minister his church. The goal was first to glorify God. And in desire to glorify God and to be used of God, he was willing to take the supplies from the church to Paul. Uh, an arduous journey, as we can see, a journey that resulted in his illness. And yet it wasn't a problem. And he, he was nervous that the death, his death would cause grief to the church, and so he was glad to go back. Uh, you just Simply you see the heart condition of a man of God that was all in. He was engaged in desire to serve God, his willingness to go, and his willingness to go back. All of this. He's, he was a servant of the church, a servant of the Apostle Paul, obviously came alongside Paul in this great desire to see churches grow and the Word of God accomplished and God's will accomplished. And I think that's something we look at. One, we don't see, as far as we can tell, that Epaphroditus, wasn't, he wasn't an apostle, and whether he was even an ordained elder or minister, we don't know. What we do know here, and we don't believe that to be the case, what we can see in this passage, he was just a servant of God who was used to do something that was needful. Paul was limited in what he could do, and he was in need to receive, and sometimes that's where we are. God allows us to be in circumstances because receiving is a spiritual thing. Please understand, there's a difference between being entitled and wanting people to do for me and God putting me in a spot where I'm at need. 
All right, I should be doing the best I can. And when I've done everything I can, then God takes care of the rest. So sometimes we're in a spot of need. Sometimes we're in a spot of giving. I hope you don't spend your whole life in need. Uh, giving is part of what we should do. And frankly, we should give and then let God take care of our needs too. Uh, so I, just a, a quick thought there. But he, he saw this great need to serve. And, and here's, the, here's the principles we come to the end of this, and I want you to consider. Um, we talked about this uh, yesterday in church, and I think it's important for us to understand. God has a plan for everybody. He's got a purpose. He created you, He saved you, and He's got a plan for you. Uh, we can be so consumed with our needs and our desires and our circumstances, and there's nothing wrong with those being dealt with that we just can't even think about, well, God, what's your plan? God has got a plan. He's got a purpose. He's gifted you for that purpose. And you say, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not this. That's not to be concerned. It's, we always say, well, I'm not this, so I can't. That's not the point. You are who God designed you to be, and he's got a plan. And yeah, the long-term plan's still coming, but it's, it's, it's progressive. It's growing, and he's going to use your situation right now to develop you, but not just for a plan coming down the road. He's got a plan for you now that will develop into your plan for you next week, next month, and then his plan for you 10 years down the road. But he's got a plan now. It's not, well, one day down the road. Right now he wants to use you. So like Epaphroditus, who just was a servant to be used of God, let's all strive to be there. He can use you in the most simplistic of ways and the most amazing of ways. Don't think, well, I'm just not this, I'm not that. It doesn't matter. You are who God designed you to be, and he's got a great desire to use you. And may you, like Epaphroditus, say, what can I do to be used of God? And then surrender to it and do it. And may that be what God, and may you just be submissive to whatever it is God has for you. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning as we finish off chapter two, the book of Philippians. Come back and join us again tomorrow as we'll continue into chapter number three. Appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day and part of your life. I hope this is a help. And encouragement. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.